everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm actually joined with a friend of mine. So we have Janine, who's a yoga teacher and someone that I've known for the last year now, really. Hi, Janine. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So you're joining me all the way from the north of England. Is that right? All the way from the north of England, yeah. <laughs> where it's cold today. <laughs> Same as here, to be honest. Oh, that's okay then. <laughs> so uh, I think to begin with, it would be really good to, if you could maybe introduce yourself. So how would you describe what you do and who you are? Okay. And well, I'm going to first start where you say the word yoga teacher and everyone thinks of some hippie chick and I'm not a hippie chick. <laughs> I'm a hippie chick in that I'm happy and I can go with the groove, but I'm not hippie as in how I do my yoga, but we'll come to that. Um, so my background actually started um, in a dance. I loved dance. I trained as a dancer. Um, my auntie was a dance teacher, had a dance school. So my world was very much in the dance thing and learning how to move your body really, really well. Um, but I was a bit of a sugar plum fairy. I was quite overweight. And when I was going for dance auditions, didn't get the dance auditions because of my body shape or the colour of your hair or the colour of your eyes. It was very ego driven, this, mm. this dance world, unfortunately, then it's changed now. Um, so with that, uh, with all this experience of what I've got for the body I thought what, what else can I do and I went into the fitness industry and spent many years in the fitness industry learning about the body more and more as a, a fitness instructor then a group exercise instructor personal trainer nutritionist and then into management of you know and, and assessing and, and training people to become fitness professionals as well so this this link with the body has always been there and this fascination of keeping healthy and fit and vibrant um and then during that work time, I was going around clubs, training people up, showing them how to work with the body, that I had a car crash. And when you when you hit with an impact like that, it was on a motorway mm -hmm. at 50 mile an hour. I was actually stationary. It was like stop, start. And the car, he, he was arguing, unfortunately, with his partner in the car and hadn't seen I'd stopped and just went straight in the back of me. And then all of a sudden, my body's not the same. I've got mm -hmm. pain. I've got whiplash. My pelvis was out of line. And I spent years after trying to just get out of pain. Yeah. Um, it was debilitating. I had blinding headaches. I was going to the NHS. I was having traction. I had to have these electrical currents down my spine to try and stimulate again mm -hmm. and stop these headaches. There's so much I went through and it went over years and years and years and years, all through my college days and, and beyond. And it ended up them just saying, well, you know, you're going to have to just live with this pain. We'll put you on pain management. And as a fitness professional, and you can imagine, I was like, no, that's not good enough. I'm so young, I'm not prepared to accept that I have to live in pain. Um, so I started looking fitness ways that could help me. You know, I was trying to heal my body that way. And it was actually a really, really good friend of mine who lives in Canada that says to me, why, why don't you try yoga? And I said, yeah, I've heard yoga can really help, but I'm not really sure because I've watched it and some of those poses I just can't do. And she said, listen, you need to do Iyengar yoga. It's so different. Um, and I had tried a few different yogas and they, they couldn't accommodate me in my class because of the pain I was in. 
And she found me my teacher here in the UK, all the way from Canada. She finds me a teacher in the UK and offer trots to her. And that was the start of my passion for Iyengar because she accommodated me in my class. She cared about me. She looked after me and my body. But it wasn't just the physical body. It was emotionally the impact it had had on my body that she was looking at as well. And I just really felt welcomed and part of this class. But each time I went, there was a deeper connection with me and why my pain was there. And some of it was because of the anger I was holding behind not being able to move, for example. And it was just one day she turned around and said, oh, we're we're looking for Iyengar teachers, you know, if anyone's interested. And I was like, this is a couple of years down the line now, I'm like three years into my practice. And I said, you know what, I would love to because I've seen firsthand how Iyengar yoga has impacted my life, has changed the way I think, think and feel my body far more than a fitness instructor knowledge has ever done. And that just blew me away. I was like, wow, there's me doing all this stuff about the body and Iyengar yoga's just mm. took it to another level and I was like okay it's, it really helped me to heal basically mm. and I started to move better I built my strength back again using yoga and using my knowledge of fitness and I just thought I want to be able to do this for somebody else and and that was it I was on my journey to to learning how to teach then and um, and that's what's brought me to teach today Thank you so much for sharing it so honestly and openly because what what a journey, what a story. And just yeah. on that note as well, I actually, I've never heard of Iyengar. How do you say Iyengar yoga? Iyengar yoga. What is that and how is that different from what normal person would perceive yoga? Yeah, and, and it's a really good question that because so many people say, oh, I've done yoga and you're like, what have you done? Oh, I don't know. So mm-hmm. one of my things is that when any, anyone comes to work with me, I explain, you know, exactly what Iyengar yoga is and why is it so different. And the distinguishing factor about Iyengar yoga is that um, we use props. And the reason for that is Mr. Iyengar, um, he was quite a poorly boy when he was born. Um, and he used yoga to strengthen his body. Um, but he had, he had he lived in India, riding a bike. The inevitable happened. He, he was knocked <laughs> off it. And he couldn't do the, the yoga practice that he needed to do every day to keep himself healthy and well. So he just literally grabbed chairs or cushions or whatever he could to be able to get in the poses. And he said, you know, there's something in this. And certainly when he started moving to the Western world, our stiff, rigid minds, gave us stiff rigid bodies and he was like wow you westerners can't move um so props were introduced so that westerners as well could do could do yoga and it really is about alignment of the body so if we for example you know if you're sitting at a desk all day and that is a constant habit that you're doing there's certain parts of your shoulders will start to bound, your head will drop forward. We'll wonder why we're getting headaches. We'll wonder why our neck and shoulders are hurting. And you won't even relate it to the fact you sat at a desk all day or your lower back will hurt because obviously your hip flexors and your thighs are getting tight and you're weakening the, the back body. So Iyengar just really looks at that and uses the body how it should be moved. So we are supposed to forward bend. We are supposed to rotate we are supposed to laterally move and we are supposed to extend back mm. and strengthen our body in those ways. Um, so Iyengar Yoga really looks at all that and kind of brings it into 
a class there's no set routines where other methods of yoga there are set routines that you do week in week out over and over and over ours isn't it's more about making sure that these elements of forward bending lateral movement rotation backward extending is there but we we start ground up so we start by teaching you to stand properly first Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very methodical. So there's, as a level one teacher, so sorry, let, let me just skip back a bit. Mm-hmm. It's five years at least to become wow. an Iyengar teacher. And that's at a level one. So, you know, this 200 hour yoga course, you can go on and be teaching it and pick up a book and teach a pose, not in Iyengar. You've got set poses that you learn in your first year and you have to embed them into your body. You're then trained to teach other people that might have a knee problem or back problem and how to use the props to help them. And then you go through an assessment to see, can you firstly, can you show the pauses at a really safe, good level so that it's embedded in your body? But have you got the correct knowledge to then help somebody progress in their practice using whatever equipment they need? And then you do like your level two, your three and, and so on. Um, so it's kind of drip fed along the way. So, you know, I've been, I qualified in 2009, but I've been mm-hmm. practicing five or six years prior to that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden going to India for a month, doing a 200 hour course, and then all of a sudden it's Iyengar. It's like, yeah, there's a, you have to train for far longer to be an Iyengar teacher. And then you have to keep up your personal developments and go on. To the next, if you want to do the next level, you have mm-hmm. to go through an assessment and you get given more poses to teach. And it just grows and grows. And as it grows in your physical awareness, it's also growing your philosophy behind what yoga actually is as well yeah. and embedding that into your body. No, it's absolutely fascinating. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> I think well, what is really to come to a class. <laughs> I would love to, honestly. It sounds fascinating. That's that's kind of what was my next question. Who tends to come to who gets attracted, if you like, to Ayanga yoga? What sort of people? Is a specific type or is just open to anyone? Ayanga yoga is absolutely open to anybody. So, you know, in, so for example, now I'm qualified, I have to go to a regular teacher that's a higher level to me. So to keep my practice open, to keep, you know, me in check and stuff. And, and I'm possibly one of the youngest in my class, but that's because they're all higher level teachers. But coming to my class, I've got people who are in the mid-20s, but then I've also got, you know, my mum who's, 75 and I've got people of her age so what I do is split the classes so I have a foundation class which is for beginners and I've got males females all different ages in there but then I do a a yoga for stiffer bodies then that's that's not to say oh it's for the older generation I've got people who are stiffer bodies but they're in the 40s (laughs) menopause starts a stiffer body so people with menopause suddenly start to stiffen up a bit. I just say, look, for the next term, come into this class so you can learn how to work with props differently so you can then go back into your normal class. So that's the beauty of it. You can, it's open to everybody. I mean, for me personally, I would say most of my students are, I'd say, 30s to mm-hmm. mid-60s. Yeah, That's the majority of my, my people mainly women but I do have a lot of men before Covid hit I had 50-50 men and women oh wow amazing yeah so interesting it's interesting at the minute how I have got more females but I still have my males but yeah not quite 50-50 now 
And actually talking about COVID, I just wonder how did that impact your your teaching really? Because I would imagine before that you were doing everything face-to-face. Have you shifted online? Did you come back now? How does that work for yeah. you? It was interesting, actually, because I think COVID's taught us a lot of lessons. And when I look back over, I actually think COVID taught me a valuable lesson in how to change, how to Mm. adapt. And and yoga is about learning how to change and adapt. So for me, it was like panic stations at first thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I used to teach 30 people in a hall that I hired and I had my own little studio that I could take 12 people in. And I had this base and I used to teach two, three classes an evening. And, you know, it was quite hectic, hectic, hectic. And I loved it. But looking back now, I was like, wow, how did I sustain that? You know, it was like amazing. So during COVID, I did actually learn. I, I am not a tech person. I don't do anything tech. But I had to learn how to start teaching online. Um, I did keep my studio all the way through lockdown in the hope that I would go back to it and use it. But as the restrictions came in. I was only ever going to take four people in there. And I just thought, Do you know what? I've got this feeling that I need to let go. So I let go of it. And now I teach like a hybrid. I do, I call it an alchemist. So you can do in person and you can do online. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because it again, where I was like every term you could enroll in a course. Now I've got a membership because I've had people coming to me for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they don't want to keep signing up every term. So they just join a membership now and that's it. Once they remember, they remember whether they're an online member, whether they're an alchemist, whether they do both or whether they're an in-person member. So it did, it kind of pivoted. I use the word pivoted. Yeah, pivoted the business, if I will. It's not the same. Um, financially, I'm, I, I've not got, you know, half as much coming in, but I'm, I'm easier. I'm living a more easier, simple life. And that's something that, I try to embed people about simplicity of your life, not complicating your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a powerful message. I think we're so, I don't know, the society always pushes us to always do more, always make sure you earn more money. You always have to go up, 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 up. But actually, is that realistic? And is that needed for anyone, everyone? I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's not, is it? And, And that's, again, when you look at the yoga philosophies, it is about having enough. You know, we're not saying, oh, we all have to go off to an ashram and just give everything up. It's like, no, a modern day yogi wouldn't do that. A modern day yogi would have enough, um, be happy, but not always constantly striving. And that's that's me. My 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 nature used to be, to, I, I say, I love Winnie the Pooh and using the analysis of Winnie the Pooh characters so, because I just think it keeps it real. Everyone can connect with it. So I was Tigger the Tiger. I was constantly going, 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 energy up there all the time. Um, kind of, yeah, Tigger can be annoying, can't it, sometimes? Because <laughs> it's, ah, you know, doesn't matter what time of day it is, but I'm this lively. Um, and that was me and that was my life, always pushing into the next class and to the next target. And, you know, financially I had targets to meet. So I was pushing the targets to meet them, moving up the ladder from instructor to manager and beyond that. And yeah, so when when yoga came into my life, it was like, oh, there is another way to do this. And if you're comfortable and you can meet your needs to pay your bills that need to be paid and enjoy a holiday, and then I don't have to keep striving. Mm -hmm. And it was quite a dramatic change for me and my character 
but it's been a lovely change and it, and, and it's a self-development process yoga so I feel that you know if somebody if you'd have known me 10 years ago you'd have gone like who's this person sat here now <laughs> some of my clients who have been with me 10 years is that that's why they stay with me because they say we can see the journey you've been on with yoga and how you've cha- uh, changed and transformed and that's why they've stayed with me because they can see that transformation in themselves now as well which is fantastic yeah I love that message of actually simpl- simplifying because I feel so many people are scared of that and it feels so it feels very vulnerable to say actually I want to go almost against the society and societal norms and say actually I choose a different way of living I yeah. think it's very powerful, yeah. brave, but also yeah. you do need to have that self-awareness to be able to pull that off and also not get carried away into different realms. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is very easy when you're taking this kind of, and I never thought for a million years that I would say I'm on a spiritual path. You know, if I look mm-hmm. back at my 20-year-old me, I'd be like, you're having a laugh. You know, I teach body pump, I do combat, I'm a spin instructor, and all that. And that spiritual stuff was just woo-woo and fluffy and flowery and wacky. Um, didn't really live in tune with anything other than, you know, the nine to five grind. Well, it wasn't nine to five, it was nine till 12 o'clock at night grind kind of thing, and the hustle as they call it, where now I live far more in tune with nature and Again, I'm not meaning to sound woo-woo, but, you know, we look out of our windows and nature's all around us all the time. And and that's what yoga teaches me now. It's like, you don't have to be hustling. You don't have to be pushing forward. And it is a dramatic change because you can get, like I was going to say about the spiritual side of things, you you can get led down some very wacky paths. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love that I've learned is that, you know, there is this material world we're living in, this reality that we're living in. And it's just... You know, the yoga practice is to bring you back in line um, when you do go off on tangents and mind monkeys and all that kind of stuff. The yoga practice on your mat brings you back, back to the here, the now. And what it actually does is bring you, <clears throat> excuse me, brings you present in your body. But it takes time to learn that. So, you know, I don't do dropping classes. You, you sign up on a course with me because for me, it's about transforming your body, your mind, your soul towards this spiritual practice um which is about reality and how we're living exactly and that's what really attracted me to you in a way and that's why I want to really speak to you because especially when you talk about kind of that body connection it's something that just does not come natural to me I think neither of my parents were really into in tune with themselves like I remember my mom she used to fight against her body all her life yeah so it's just something that I just never New York and only my 30s I've realized you know what there's two completely different yanas one is the physical yana and one is the brain yana and they 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 sometimes don't even like interact at all <laughs> they live yeah. in two different worlds so that's what I want to speak to you really about and how how can we bring that awareness of our bodies how can we find that connection again what helps so a lot of us as well, especially females were conditioned to not like our bodies you know mm-hmm. when you said your mum battled with her body all the time. I remember my mum being on constant diets. I remember my auntie being on constant diets. <clears throat> so this love for our body, um, we we don't really see it. We don't, you know, I don't I don't know many people that go, actually, I really love my body. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Or we use it in another way where there's the people that have got beautiful bodies and they're constantly taking pictures and and showing on on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And it's it's that imbalance. You know, if we were brought up as children to love our body, no matter what, because at the end of the day, we are brought to this material world as this beautiful soul. This is our this is our vehicle that we're traveling mm-hmm. through life in. And the way that I look at it and the way that I've always been fascinated with is, so if this is my vehicle to travel through this lifetime in, why would I not look after it? Because if there's a warning sign on my car, I'd go and get it sorted. If there's a, a plug socket in the house that wouldn't work, then I'd go to somebody that knew how to help me to get that plug socket to work again. But why don't we do that within our body? It's because we're not taught from an early age to actually appreciate our body and like our body. And again, some of the scars are done at early age. So what was your experience of PE at school? Mm-hmm. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Hated it. <laughs> Absolutely despised it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the whole experience of that for you then has kind of caused a bit of a trauma for you yeah. to connect with your body. And, and trauma, again, is we think trauma is if we lose a loved one or, you know, we go through some surgery and there's traumatic things to your body. But a lot of what's embedded in our psyches from when we were little. So your experience of that horrible class you had to go to and you got told you had to do this, that and the other and wear those weird clothes that you felt uncomfortable in has tarred how you then want to connect with your body. In actual fact, if you were, if we had the variety when we were younger to play and, and pick things that we might like instead of being forced into doing things, you might have had a very different feeling towards doing exercise Mm -hmm. and that's what people see yoga is it's just another exercise class but it's not what it it does do it brings you more awareness so whether that's you know you don't even have to think about your body in that sense it's to if I sat here with you now and just said okay Yana just feel your feet on the floor are you aware of that now look to your right and notice the colours on the, the wall or whatever. That's an awareness of, oh, what's around me? You're bringing your awareness out, but you're also not expanding it too far out that mm-hmm. your mind monkeys are taking over. So when you get on your mat, it's about bringing, okay, so are your feet parallel or are they turning out? Are your thighs actually lifting or are you just sagging in your legs? If I lift my arm up, do I just lift it and it's floppy like a kipper? or am I engaging the muscles to support the joints so when I teach I'm making that awareness I'm making you really feel like okay let's take your arms up right where are you feeling it now do this how's that changed now connect it here how's that changed so I kind of layer it in so somebody who has no experience of what their body is or they've had that feeling of oh I don't want to look at my body I don't want to feel my body I bring it in a very drip fed manner so that you can go, actually, my, my body's actually amazing. Wow, I didn't even know my shoulder did that or I didn't even know my hip joint was supposed to do that. And, and something as simple as somebody, when I said once, um, you need to draw your thighs up, somebody said to me, I don't even know where my thighs are. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's fine, I'll teach you that. So that's what I do in a foundation class. doesn't matter where you feel you are, I'll teach you about your body so you become familiar with your body. And you start to appreciate this amazing thing that you've been given and you start to nurture it. You start to look after it. You start to build strength in it, stability, and ultimately get freedom so you can move and live through your everyday life as well. But that 
has a knock-on effect to your mental health as well because you'll build resilience, you'll build strength in resilience and you'll build stamina to be able to sit with feeling uncomfortable sometimes that we have to in life. And ultimately, if you can do that, you'll gain freedom for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, it's amazing. Actually, what I keep thinking about and what comes back to me, I think a, a big barrier for a lot of people around kind of going back into your body and loving yourself is around people perceive as being selfish mm. yeah what do you think of that how how would you reply to someone if someone would say actually I feel like self-love and feeling my body is just too selfish for me I can't afford it I need to look after people around me first yeah I, I get a lot of that I get a lot of people coming to me who are highly strong stressed because they're so busy looking after everybody else um, and these are not people who are caring for somebody. These are just people mm. like you and me. We're just going through life, but we're so busy. People pleasing, I call it. We're people pleasing that need to feel loved, need to feel wanted. Um, and it is. And, and, and I absolutely accept it because I have been that person. And it takes time to come to love yourself. And, and we know each other through meditation. Mm -hmm. Why do people run away from meditation? Because they don't want to learn about what's going on within themselves so a lot of people will put everything else first before they look after themselves uh, or love their body um and again the first thing to go if there's something going on is oh well i can't come to yoga anymore i'm busy and it's mm -hmm. like oh gosh if only you saw that yoga would be the backbone of getting through whatever issues it is you're getting through um so it is a hard thing to get people to see and what I often find is as as they go through their practice when it gets tougher or I'm challenging them mentally or physically in a way um, there's a resistance that comes and it's because mm -hmm. there's a change there's a transformation about to come but it might feel ugly it might, I mean there's many times in my classes when I've been learning I've been in tears thinking what the heck am I doing I hate this this just hurts me and you know the anger came up the frustration came up and it's only because I've got a really good teachers around me that well, that's part of letting go of whatever it is you believe. You know, so you start to let go of those beliefs, those ingrained, un un unconscious things that we hold in our body that we don't even realise that has come from past experience. And that's, I think, such a fascinating topic about how we actually hold trauma in our bodies. I'm very new to this concept, so I'm still kind of doing my reading around it. But I just wonder if you have something to say about that as well, because I think it's just so life-changing in a way once you learn oh, about it. Honestly, I've, I've literally just done um, a trauma course with wow. a, a <laughs> in America, which has just been phenomenal. And again, the reason I chose to do that is um, I just, uh, over the last few years, really, changing my mindset about how things turn out for me. So I used to be very much like, Oh, everybody else seems to get their yoga studio. I never get it. They must have loads of money. You know, all this chat, this negative chat. How do they do that? How come, you know, I'm more qualified, but they're running a studio, da, 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 all that. And when I looked into it, my mind mapping was coming from my parents who struggled with money and wasn't very positive. You know, they were lovely and loving and kind, but there was always a negative on everything. And um, it was only when I noticed that and I'd started, you know, learning a little bit more about the brain and how it works and all that kind of stuff. And I started changing my story, saying, OK, well, I'm so pleased for that person to have a studio. 
uh, and all this. And it sounds like I'm going off track, but I'll bring it back. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and when I started changing it, it was like I started seeing these things happen. And as these things happen, because I'd changed my mindset, I'd noticed those tensions in my body would release. And um, so one of the things I do now, I help people offer yoga mat as well. Um, I've got a, a course called Align Your Life. And it's looking at how you think and feel and how you talk because the negative talk this, um, impacts the cells. And we don't realize, and for years I didn't realize, you know, all that negative chat about my body because I had body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, all that negative chat about my body was massively impacting the cells. So there's um, a gay, what's it called? Gay, Gainometer talks about your body keeps score. Yes, that's I have that book. I still haven't read it, but I have it. Yeah, yeah. that's an amazing book. Um, but the impacts of trauma, going back to the trauma sense, as I say, it doesn't have to be, you know, that oh, somebody's died, I'm traumatic about that, or I've had an operation, that's trauma. There's many ways trauma can hit you, whether it's verbal trauma that you might have experienced, not nastily, but you know, constant verbal trauma of negativity. And that can massively impact because if you think somebody, if you keep hearing a certain thing, or let's use something very, very simple here. If I watch Mm -hmm. a lot of um, films, programs that have got uh, a lot of violence in them, that massively impacts your body. Yeah, so we'll just pause there for a minute because it's like, just think about that. Look at what you're reading. Look at what you're listening to. look Look at what you're watching. If there's constant themes of, violence in there aggression in there anger in there that's what you're absorbing that's what you're digesting that's what you're you're seeing hearing listening to that's what you're you're putting into your body and just from that alone if I didn't do anything else but sat there watching those kind of films that would have a massive impact on how my body responds there's been researches to you know looking at a plant and playing that kind of stuff to a plant and how it responds and then playing happy stuff or classical music to a plant and the response the plant has because everything's a vibration. Um, so it, it massively does impact us. It's, it's so fascinating. And, you know, that's why I love it so much. If I can help somebody start thinking differently about themselves, start having a better experience, you know, rewriting. I, I, have, I do deal with people with trauma that have been physically abused or mentally abused. And the difference that is coming through with them now is phenomenal and they've said wow I've never been able to do that pose but now we've done this work I can now get into that pose which so just shows you how your body responds massively hugely so the, yeah. the trauma effect and how we we work around it is huge I just think it's fascinating and obviously you're such a well of knowledge when it comes to that but I do think it's a life-changing knowledge in a way that people would realize actually how much they carry in them at all times and how differently they potentially could feel if they work with and do something about it basically yeah it's like it's like literally we start with this bag when we're a kid and we we start walking down and every experience is something we're putting into that bag Mm -hmm. and I just I look at some people and I'm like wow you know you've got to the age you are and you've never put that bag down you've never took anything out of that bag you're literally carrying every life experience so imagine that just imagine that for a minute imagine you've got that rucksack on and every time you have an experience positive or negative you put it in the bag most people believe they experience more negative than positive but that's just the way you view things so imagine then carrying around that 
all day what's that going to do to your body how's that going to feel in your shoulders how that's how's your spine going to respond to that how's your lower back going to feel yeah so just thinking about that alone it's like oh god yeah if i kept carrying everything and didn't clear out and sort out that's going to massively pull me down isn't it so again yoga is about cleansing it's about clearing out what is not needed so that you you can you can live lighter you can live happier because you're not just trawling this stuff around with you all the time and again that just thinking about that makes you go yeah wow why don't I think about that a bit more and 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 respond to that well that kind of leads me to next question I wanted to ask you about what difference have you noticed in people who you've been working with what is there anything like tangible they could share that you've noticed the changes in people yeah, absolutely. So um, so to give you an example of one client I worked with, she's been coming to me for years, but when she first came, she had no self-worth. She was very shy. She barely said boo to a goose. And she'd come in the class and apologize on her way through. She kind of went past, oh, I'm sorry. And she she might put a mat down a bit louder than everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I just get fascinated when somebody like that comes in my class and Again, it's about that observation, how she moved. She was very apologetic about herself all the time. And, you know, I can't do this pose and I'm sorry, I can't do this pose. And I just built that rapport with her and gave her permission to be herself in the class and encouraged her slowly but surely to keep the practice up as many times she was going to give up. And when I recognised that, I just, you know, encourage you behind at the class and just have a chat with her generally. How are you feeling? What's going on? How are you? And you almost become a, a little bit of a, a, a counsellor, but I'm, I'm not a qualified counsellor. But it's just that sense of awareness again. And bringing that awareness to this soul doesn't feel fulfilled. This soul the light's gone out within her so why you know so just giving her that permission to come to class no matter how she felt mm-hmm. whether she wanted to cry her eyes out on her mat or whether she just wanted to be in company anyway long story short she now comes into class and she cracks jokes in the class she talks she comes in with a smile on her face she's sorted out a few things in her life through the help of yoga and she did my align the life course and she said that was life-changing that was like a huge wow about who I am and who she believed she was and who she thought she had to be. So we rewrote all that stuff because, again, these expectations we put on ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes stop us in our tracks. And who she and again, a lot of it was tied to her her childhood, being a child and how she was treated on a playground. And it was like, wow. And that was how she was responding as an adult because of that experience. So we've we've kind of rewritten it. And as we've rewritten it, her body's changed. Her body's, she says, I'm far stronger. I understand myself more. I actually connect with my body now because I never did and I never wanted to. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, gosh, I find it quite fascinating. She said, I can actually feel my thighs lifting. I didn't even know that could happen. And, you know, just those little moments, I'm like, yeah, I love what I do. I love it when I see those and I'm, I see them regularly now. You know, so she's just one example. Um, but there's lots I could tell you, so many different ones I could tell you that have got physical results. So, again, some people are like, I don't need all the woo-woo stuff, just get my physical body straight. So, again, if I just make their awareness to, well, this is why you're doing this, this is why your back hurts, this is what we need to do, this is the mechanics of your body, they go, oh, okay. And once we start working through that and they start 
not feeling physically more and it's like right yeah I, I i get me i understand my body and now i know how to go about my running better now i know mm-hmm. how to go and play my tennis better now i know how to um squat better in the gym so doesn't matter what angle you're coming from you will get a physical change and eventually if you want it you'll get all the other stuff as well fascinating so if anyone wants to work with you what are the ways how do you work with people Ah, oh, well do you know what one thing i haven't said i'm actually i've just qualified as a reiki master so I've just oh my god <laughs> yeah reiki treatment on somebody today and again uh, just a beautiful soul who just needs some help and time and compassion so so yes you can have reiki with me um but online yoga classes i do um what i love doing again and and you'll resonate with this with the the meditation stuff i love seeing the sunrise i love that change of energy in the day so i created early morning classes which some people are like half six in the morning didn't know there was one it's like well yes there is and this is the reason why you need to practice then um and it just grounds you into the day and that's on a monday wednesday friday it grounds you into the day it sets your tone for the day more importantly it brings you into the body and out of your head so it helps you then go into your workplace if you're working with more clarity with more concentration with more creativity in fact um and it is the change in energy of from the early morning to the morning and it's a beautiful time to be up and about um but if you're not a, an early morning person i also do evening classes so i do 6 to 7 on a monday online and then i've got in person classes on a tuesday and thursday and a friday so tuesday thursday evening and a friday morning Brilliant. um oh, so lots oh. of ways lots of ways no, I will link all below. And am I right to say that you did quite a few kind of retreats and stuff? Um, oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing retreats. Um, and the reason I love doing retreats is because when you're in a class for an hour, an hour and a half, you're just getting rolling with somebody and it's like, ah, oh, and you can see some people going, oh, I want to know more. And some people are like, right, I'm done. So I started doing retreats because I just felt like I could really emerge people into this practice that is physical practice but we also then incorporate the meditation and why meditation is linked to yoga because ultimately we're we're aiming to be able to still and calm the vrittis the fluctuations of our mind um so i started doing more um uh, retreats to help enhance people's experience of life basically and and to realize like you know you say there's life cycles um and and exactly that and i'm starting to now work looking at the menopause side of things mm-hmm. and the cycle of the moon and how it affects our menopause mm-hmm. and how it affects our menstrual cycle in general uh, but how to then work with your body through yoga um and meditation to get to to get more in tune with that as well so yeah there's loads coming up i'm writing courses and all that kind of stuff that will be through a, a portal that you go to off social media there'll be a, a kind of educational platform people can get involved with as well brilliant well I've, i'll link your website below is there any other ways how people can get in touch with you if they would like to yeah you can follow me on instagram yoga place north and i do have if you're on facebook i have a private group called soul transformation tribe and um, and if you are interested, whether it's the physical side of yoga, the spiritual side of yoga, meditation, anything that's going to enhance your health and well-being, 
Um, it's all in there for free. So sometimes I run little mini challenges just to kind of mm-hmm. build your awareness up. Sometimes I just go in there and offer information or get conversations going. Um, I tend to do a meditation each week just to kind of help people uh, calm and quieten down a little bit. But yeah, that, that's a really good way to work with me for free to see if you like what I do, if you get to know me a bit better. And then what people do after being in there for a while, if they, they're liking a certain point, they'll then say, OK, how can I now come and work with you on a deeper level? And then the, uh, the offerings there for them. And I've got my website as well. Um, and actually, just kind of on that note, you kind of teased us that you have the course coming up as well. Is there anything ex- anything else that you're excited about in the future? Anything that's coming up you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, considering I'm not a tech person, <laughs> I'm really excited about this educational kind of platform that I'm creating. Um, and in there, there will be like a six-week foundation course. So for somebody like you, for example, you said, oh, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm ready to actually go to a physical class. You could go into that, um, my little educational platform. You could buy a six-week foundation course. You can go at it at your own time. Um, there will be an opportunity to then to have like a chat with me just to see what you want to do next. Um, but yeah, that's exciting because again, in, in that platform, not only will there be the physical stuff, um, I'm actually learning Ayurveda at the moment. So that's my year-long uh, study this year. And again, I'll be you know, sharing that in there where you can learn simple things about how that ties in with the yoga and everything else and how you digest your life and all that. So there's a lot of creativity going on, um, which again, freaks me out a bit because then I've got to ground it all <laughs> and then make it into something. So yeah, there's, there's lots coming up, lots coming up to that I'm excited about, but it's going to take time. Like anything, if it's done well, it's just, it takes time to kind of evolve it, doesn't it? No, absolutely. You can't force these things. They have to come on their own when they're ready. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing yoga teaches you, that you don't force anything in life. You Mm. don't try and push against the grain. It's okay to be different. And like you say, society conditions us to be a certain way. That's what I love about yoga, because it also shows you that you don't have to conform in that way. There is a different way, but you don't be having to push against you know, it's like letting that flow come sometimes and just accepting and, and being. Um, and then what comes from that as well. It's all exciting. And what a beautiful place to finish. Mm-hmm. So thank you so, so much, Janina. You, again, you're such a well of knowledge. And I feel like we have we could talk for a very long time. Well, I am a passion. I don't feel like I'm a wealth of knowledge, but the experience that I've gained, I'm sharing. That's what I'm doing. I do. I feel that I'm here to share the, you know, challenge the norm within yourself. That's what I feel I'm, I'm called here for. I'm, I'm here to, to make you aware of how you can challenge the difference in yourself and but enjoy it and love it and appreciate it so that you can, you know, continue having a beautiful life. And thank you for letting me come and share that here with you always you're so so welcome always a pleasure